The views and opinions expressed on MS Project podcasts by the host and the guests are solely their own and in no way represent the opinions and policies of their respective companies or Microsoft. Welcome to the MS Project Podcast, the essential source for news and information on everything Microsoft Project, EPM and PPM. Hi everyone, welcome to MS Project Podcast. Uh, it's been a while since we put out an episode, but uh, we are very excited to have a very interesting, very hot topic for you this time. Uh, I have online with me uh, Mike McLean, a senior program manager from Microsoft, especially the project team. Um, so Mike, instead of me introducing you, why don't you just tell us a little bit of, about yourself? Great. Thanks for having me here today, Persona. Uh, like you said, my name is Mike McLean. I'm a senior program manager on the, on the project team. I've been at Microsoft for a little over 10 years now. I've spent the last five years on, on the project team. And before that, I spent about five years working uh, both on the Microsoft Dynamics team and a little bit on the Office team. But throughout the whole time, I, I've, been, I've been very involved with business intelligence reporting, both on my last team and, and this current team. Most recently on the on the project team, I've been working on our new Office 365 planner service that we announced last month, so we're really excited to get that out the door and, and get that in people's hands. That's been a, a great experience. Uh, but uh, actually, prior to that, I also worked on Project Online, which was our, our first uh, foray into the online services world on, on the project team, where we ship Project Server as, as an online service. That, w- that was a really great experience as well, and uh, I was actually fortunate to also work on SharePoint Online a little bit, where a group of folks on the on the project team actually helped manage a lot of the provisioning and the and the sync that happens in SharePoint for the Office 365 service. So I'm really looking forward to talking today about BI and, and project in, in general. Fantastic! You actually gave away the topic we were going to talk about. <laughs> uh, so uh, so for everybody listening, this is one of the hot topics uh, everywhere you see these days. Everybody seems to be talking about Power BI. So I'm very interested as interested as anybody else to hear from Mike about to get more details so Mike for the people who are who have not put both the feet into Power BI world can we start with a little bit of introduction of what Power BI actually is Sure, sure. Actually, that's a great place to start. Power BI is a cloud-based business analytics service that's offered by Microsoft. It helps give you a view of your most critical business data, and uh, that's that's where it is today. It's an online service that, that's offered, you know, like I said, through Microsoft. But if we step back a little bit and talk about kind of where it started and and how it's transitioned over time, I would say Power BI. Parbia kind of got its inception back in the 2010 time frame when Microsoft introduced the first Power Add-in, which was Power Pivot. Yeah, I think a lot of you might have heard of it, but mm-hmm. I think in the, in the old days, end users were very heavily dependent on their IT organization to set up various parts of the infrastructure, whether they were uh, like 
uh, cubes for analysis services or reporting jobs or whatnot, or actually build the reports for the end users. Right. And around the 2010 timeframe, you know, I think Microsoft realized that they really needed to try to bring this power to the end users. So they introduced the, the Power Pivot add-in, uh, which actually tried to bridge the gap between a lot of the really powerful data analysis tools that we shipped through the SQL stack and, and bring that into into the Office experience. The, the PowerPivot add-in allowed users to, to take advantage of the memory on their computer to process uh, very high volume uh, rows of data and columns in, in Excel. And uh, after releasing the PowerPivot add-in in 2010, Microsoft built on that, and then they released things like the Power Query add-in to actually get access to your data, and the, and the Power View add-in to actually build visualizations. Uh, so, so once we had this this suite of add-ins available, Microsoft took this functionality and rolled it into an online service where customers could now start uploading these very powerful workbooks that they've built. They could share these data connections. They could share these visualizations. And it really gives users a way to subscribe to that data uh, via an online service. That's a great summary, Mike. So like uh, you kind of touched upon the, my, ne my next question a little bit. As we bring this back into the project context. I remember building reports with the OLAP cubes, struggling with that. Every field mm -hmm. I ever wanted cannot be in the queue for some reason. So <laughs> so I went through that. And then in 2010, the whole Excel services and the data connections, the whole thing opened up. Um, and in, since I think in 2013, we really went uh, from, and between that time frame is when the Power Query and all this came out. Mm -hmm. So I think an average user is kind of lost in the sea of these all these updates, right? I, every every mm -hmm. day I open my Excel, there is some update coming from Power Query or there is some uh, some Power BI update coming in. So for an average user, where should people start learning about Power BI? Well, I think a, a good place to start is to understand how they want to get access uh, to their data. If a user has data in Project Online or they're using another service that, that's out there, maybe they're using Dynamic CRM, they first have to ask themselves, well, where's my data being stored and how am I going to get access to it? Uh, if, if customers have data that's on-premises, there are some options there as well. But if we take it in the Project Online context, uh, the way they would get access to their data is through the OData service that we provide. This is a, an endpoint that they could uh, that they could access and, sub and subscribe to via Excel or some of the other data analysis tools that are that are available. So if we look at Project Online and, and the connection to Power BI, the first thing that users would would do is need to get access to their to their data, and they could do that through one of the add-ins we, we just previously mentioned. They could use Power Query in Excel to get access to their data in, in Project Online. They could then pull this into their workbook, start performing some data analysis, and they could use these tools in, uh, in the Power BI suite to start modeling their data and, and building things like pivot tables or other visualizations. With, uh, with, with Power BI, once they have kind of a, a head start there, they could now build very, very rich interactive reports, and they could build that in Excel, or they could even even modify it in the browser using Power BI. So, um, so I'll ask the hard question now. <laughs> <laughs> um, here is my take on this, right? I think the whole industry of business intelligence is moving towards end-user reporting. Uh, but fr from my experience, end-users are very happy in analyzing a report that is given to them. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. slicing or dicing the data, but they are not the ones who are actually building the reports. At least I have yet to see people to do that. 
uh, I think uh, whether it is Microsoft's BI services or any other services, that's where they struggle. Uh, so what is so special about Power BI? Does it make this any easier for the end users? Uh, does it uh, attract end users more than any other service? What is it? Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, it does, and and you know we can even we can do even do a little bit of comparison between Power BI and, and some of the other services that are that are out there, if that's okay. Mm, sure. Uh, if we look at you know if we look at, at Power BI, I think I think Microsoft has done a done a good job at, at trying to provide a service where where a user could build a, a report and then like I said quickly share it with other people in the organization. It's it's much more than just building an Excel workbook and sharing it in a in a SharePoint doc library somewhere or uploading it to a file share where you where you give people access, uh, you know, maybe email it out so that they can look at a, at a status. It really gives users the ability to upload a, uh, an Excel file, they can then view it in the browser, and if there's a chart that they like and they want to subscribe to that chart, they can very quickly pin it to their very own personal dashboard. So I, as a user, could build a workbook, I could upload it to our site, maybe we're working together as a group, and then if you like the chart that, that shows a burn down or a status of issues and risks, you could pin that to your dashboard, and then it's it's live and, and it's kept up to date. Oh. If we look at if we look at some of our, our our competitors, yeah, I think one of the things that customers like about Power BI is that they're still in the Microsoft ecosystem. If you if you go to another service, there is a little bit of a learning curve there because sometimes you're you're not in Excel and you're not working with that that native Excel experience. Um, there's also a few differences in how workbooks stay stay connected. I think all these all these services have both um, certain set of functionality that's available for free, as well as certain set of functionality you get if you pay a slight premium. On on the side, if you look at how workbooks are connected, the the free version doesn't doesn't maintain that connection to the underlying data source. Uh, so those workbooks have to be be updated periodically when when changes are included. Um, whereas if you have an Excel workbook in, in Power BI using the free version, it stays connected to that underlying data source. Uh, there's also differences there in, in how much storage space users are, are allowed to upload. I think the limit is about one gig on that on that particular competitor. Mm. Um, so if you take a look at, um, at I think they're probably another another competitor that's pretty close to Power BI. Um, they they actually um, yeah, I guess one of the gaps we've seen is around ad hoc reporting. So if if you're walking through through Power BI, um, you'll actually notice that you can create a connection to your data right there in the browser, or you can already have that connection created for your end users. The end users can, then can walk through and actually add fields from that data connection to their report and start building that report, and they can even modify existing reports right there in the browser. So uh, I think Power BI has, has tried to realize that ad hoc reporting is a, is a core scenario, and they're trying to trying to really capitalize on that. Um, you know, if I um, you know if I think about a couple of the other scenarios. Um, does require uh, a pretty significant amount of memory from various servers once it's deployed, and um, you know I think that's one of the things Power BI tries to help out with. You know, it's an online service; it's available for anyone. You can you can get going pretty quickly. Fantastic! I really like the pinning ability. I, I at least mm -hmm. I, ha I personally have not seen that in other services I have used. Just to simplify it for people listening to this, anybody could be building reports in the organization. If I like it, I can always pin it as long as I have permissions and mm -hmm. I keep using that chart. And if I like the visualization, I can reuse that on other reports.
Yeah, I, I, I think that scenario really helps save time for the information worker because very frequently there's a chart somebody builds and they really like it. And rather than having to recreate that data connection in another workbook, repin it to another dashboard, uh, you're actually able to reuse all of that functionality across various team members. Yeah, exactly. A lot of times you really don't need the entire dashboard that somebody else has built. Uh, right. That, that's very nice. Okay, so just to take you back to the classification of the products that we have, there is Power BI online service, which can be accessed at powerbi.com, and there is also a Power BI desktop. Mm -hmm. I think you kind of touched upon this. Can you delve a little bit deeper into this? What's the difference between both? Sure. Well, the, the PowerBI.com is the site that an O365 user can go and sign into if they have Oracle credentials, and then they can start pinning visualizations and create this, their dashboards that they have access to from any device. The, the, the PowerBI um, uh, desktop actually allows workers to build very rich desktop, um, dashboards um, on their on their device, whether it's your laptop or your, your desktop computer. Uh, of course, there is some ability to create dashboards in the browser, um, but the desktop client actually provides a very rich environment for users to create their, their dashboards. I think I think uh, we, we all probably agree that once you have a, a native application running on, on your machine, you can actually go quite a bit deeper in terms of functionality and interaction and in terms of how you, you build that dashboard. So Power BI is trying to enhance that and add additional functionality there for, the, for those power users. Right. So with, with Power BI online service, I'm assuming you have to use um, OData connections. Uh, can I connect to like a local SQL server with an online service? There are there are a couple different ways to connect to to local data, and uh, and I think the Power BI team has done a, a pretty good job of, of realizing that that not all customers transition immediately to the cloud and have all their data stored in an online service. So they actually built a uh, what's called like a gateway functionality to get at your data that's on premises. So if you're using the the dashboard designer and you need to build a dashboard, you can create these data connectivity gateways so that your your dashboard that's published to Power BI can actually refresh and pull some of that on-premises data in along with your data from your, your online services. Okay. Uh, as opposed to that, if I use Power BI desktop, SQL Server is an option when I'm doing the, the data connection, right? Uh, right, right. Okay. Okay. So so in, in my own world, I, I think the analogy is Power BI desktop is kind of your SSRS client. Whereas uh, PowerBI.com is an online service, which you connect with the online connections. Right, and then what will happen is that after you use the Power BI desktop client, you'll have a like a PBX, kind of like a dashboard package that's produced, and then uh, that's what gets published as your dashboard to, to Power BI. Okay. So can, can I share a PBX dashboard without having a online service subscription? I don't know. Um, let me think. Well, considering the, the, the base subscription to Power BI is free, so if you are using Power BI, um, the Power BI desktop, you would end up with that paid license because that's part of the Power BI Pro package. Mm -hmm. um, so, so at that point, you, you basically have access to the online service as well. And then if you, if you publish that dashboard, other users that you share it with could just consume it at that point. So they, they uh. would be consuming like the published dashboard. Okay. Okay. So that okay. Makes sense. Uh, yes. So basically, Power BI Desktop comes with comes as a part of the Power BI Pro subscription right. plan, 
Right. And if I have the subscription, then why uh, why would I share it offline? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, so it's a coming back to kind of uh, bringing it all back to project, right? That's where uh, we started. So let's say I'm I'm a brand new user, just got started with Project Online. How would I use Power BI? Certainly, certainly. So if if you're a brand new user, you just signed up for Project Online, you'll have a Project Online tenant right there in, in Office 365. There are a couple of different options. Uh, one is there's a set of workbooks that we include right out of the box right there in your Project Online tenant, and they already have connections to that new Project Online OData feed. Uh, that's how you, you get at the data. So as a user, if you want to start exploring the options on how to get access to the, to the data in, in the service, you could open these workbooks. You could examine the data connections that are made right there in Excel. You could look at the URLs. You can look at the different fields that are retrieved. And you can even refresh these workbooks to see how the, how the data is pulled in. That, that's how I would say a lot of our customers get introduced to the, the OData service that's built and available with the Project Online tenant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, you could actually, um, you could actually take that, that URL against the OData feed. You could build new reports if you want. You could uh, modify the, the existing reports that we have. If, if we look at the, the different applications and, and reports that are available right now just around kind of the, the project ecosystem, there are a lot of um, partners that have built great solutions that go and extend that even further. Um, so there are various reports, various dashboards um, that, that are available. Some customers look and they, they find other solutions that are applicable to their line of business or their industry, and then they go and, and they end up deploying those as well. Um, now, if we, if we also look at... Uh, a couple different options. There are customers that are transitioning from on-premises to online, and they might be very familiar with SQL reporting services. So a lot of customers have actually continued to deploy SQL Server reporting services on-premises because maybe they have a, a data store, data warehouse that they're already using. Right. And then what they'll do is they'll actually use SQL Server integration services to build like a data extraction package to pull data from their tenant on-premises. Now, this is great. Uh, of course, this is, this is a little bit more advanced, um, but it allows customers to continue to use the, the reports that they've built on-premises with their data from, from online. In this scenario, they, they would have a, a package run um, right there in SQL integration services that extracts data from Project Online. It'll populate a data, another data store. Maybe they're combining data with something from their ERP system or another line of business, and then they have their reports right there in reporting services that they know and love. So those are, those are kind of a couple options for, for getting used to the data today in the online services. And one thing I really liked uh, what the Power BI team has done is they have crowdsourced the whole visualization aspect. So there mm-hmm. is like custom visuals being uploaded every day by people across the world, right? Right. Right. Yeah. There, there are more visualizations being uploaded. They're also in, and since it's an online service, they don't have to wait for a particular release to uh, extend and and increase the number of data sources that are supported. So I think you know every every week or so they're actually publishing new features to the online service and new data sources that are supported. Whether it's uh, you know like I said, uh, Dynamic CRM, SAP, Mailchimp, a lot of other online services. Uh, again, trying to bring back and 
and kind of connect the whole on-prem versus online story. Uh, and like you already mentioned, so there is on-prem customers either thinking about transitioning to project online, or mm-hmm. maybe they don't want to go to project online yet. So they they can still use Power BI to create and share reports. Is that is that an accurate statement? They can, they can. Like, like, like I mentioned, there isn't um, a data connectivity gateway for their on-premises data. So that's mm-hmm. that is one option. Right. Uh, like I described, the Power BI desktop application is something that would be used on-premises to actually create that dashboard before it's published. Um, so, so there are a couple of options. Uh, and, and like I described, that that SQL Server integration services package uh, would also be another option if they have their BI solution running on-premises. It's uh, it's it's kind of interesting because before before Project Online shipped, the SQL Server integration services product didn't really have the ability to authenticate to Office 365. So when we when we worked with the SQL team, we actually explained to them, hey, you know, we have SharePoint Online and Office 365. We have Project Online and Office 365. Yes, they have OData, OData feeds to get out the data, but they're not just an open, unauthenticated feed. These are authenticated feeds using Office 365 credentials. So we, we worked with them to, to do a lot of work to be able to actually pass those credentials as part of that part of that authentication mechanism so you could authenticate to Office 365 and extract that data. So so that, that did open uh, open a lot of doors for customers who wanted to pull that data on premises because maybe they hadn't actually you know transitioned all their BI to the cloud yet and actually made that move. So you know ho- hopefully hopefully over time customers will get more comfortable and more familiar with Power BI and the different mm-hmm. tools that are available for, for online BI. Uh, but in the meantime they they do have that option if they want to pull it on premises. So here is my next question. Traditionally, project and project server had almost always had their reporting services separate, right? They had Excel services, they had OLAP cubes. So they had their own set of reporting capabilities. But the trend I'm seeing now is more and more, there's more collaboration within Microsoft separate teams. So you're kind of almost writing your, outsource your entire reporting capability to the Power BI team. Uh, mm-hmm. While taking advantage of it, it so so I mean, what what do you think about that? What's what's your thoughts on that overall strategy? Yeah, I think I think it comes down to the core competencies of the individual teams at Microsoft. You know, I think back in the day we would have said, oh yes, you know, project has to have uh, an, an awesome native reporting tool and great visualizations by default. But we, we realize that, that different teams have different specialties. And when you, when you look at the BI team, well, that's, that's, that's what they're investing in. And that's really their specialty. And that's, that's where their core competency is. So it really makes sense to make sure we have a great integration with these teams. Um, but they can just blaze a trail and, and move a lot quicker than if we were trying to build BI directly into our product. And if you if you look at Microsoft in in general, I think I see a lot more of that recently uh, in in kind of the the new Microsoft, where teams across Office, across uh, Windows, across BI, they're they're working together probably closer than than we ever have in the past. And you know a lot of that started a few years ago, like I said, when when the BI team was working very closely with Excel, saying saying, hey, yeah, we, we really need to bring some of this functionality to the information worker. Uh, we know Excel has a, a long list of enhancements that they want to build for their users, but at the same time, the BI team can help bring those experiences in in for the IW. And and now and now I think you know projects is, is brought in there as well, and we're able to help validate a lot of these these BI 
BI features and BI solutions for the BI team. We're we're actually a great um, great internal you know customer and case study for BI because we have enterprise enterprise level customers that that have that have pretty good volumes of data authenticated services in Office 365. So when when the BI team is looking for a test bed to validate a new scenario or verify a piece of functionality works, they can come directly to the project team and we have a great scenario for them. Yeah, I, I think I can see that from the outside as uh, as customers. We probably don't know every single conversation that happens at Microsoft, <laughs> but we can see the consequence of it. So we were talking at the MVP Summit, and we all think it, it's great. So that's that's mm-hmm. that's how it should always be, right? Yeah, definitely. Because at the end of the day, when customers are looking to to subscribe to project online, they're of course they want to manage their projects and keep track of things. But at the end of the day, they're looking for insights and intelligence around their products, and they want to find things like status, and they want to find um, and they want to understand the progress. And a lot of that is is rendered through the BI that's available across the solutions. So I'm going to take you on a different track now, Mike. Um, uh, one of my customers actually uses say you're one of your competitor products. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I asked them uh, why they uh, they chose that particular product over Microsoft BI Solutions, uh, they felt that the whole BI offering, and this is, this is a couple of years old story, so it's not recent. Um, so they, they felt that the whole offering was confusing and complex. Um, so what is... What is the project and Power BI team doing now to make this easier for people to digest and consume? Well, you know, I, I can see where maybe they thought it was complex uh, initially. When when we introduced, when Microsoft introduced Power BI, it was initially introduced as Power BI for Office 365, mm-hmm. and and I think you know that that was great. I mean, I mean, obviously we understand that that there's a huge market for Office 365, and, and customers absolutely love it. But but BI is bigger than just Office 365. So, uh, you know, I think the the Power BI team has done a good job recently of trying to make the transition to bring Power BI out of just Office 365, but to make it PowerBI.com. So you can really use it with any type of data source, rather than rather than just constrict Power BI to Office 365 and and say, oh, you must you must license and subscribe to this through Office. You can actually subscribe to it through PowerBI.com, and now you can get access to to lots of other data sources. So ho- hopefully hopefully that that message uh, will will make it across, and customers can start understanding. Oh, Power BI is is great for pretty much anything in my organization, and then uh, depending on on what I need, if I need project online, I can feed that right into Power BI, or if I need if I need dynamic CRM, I can feed that right into Power BI or, or SharePoint. Um, so so I think you know of course they're you know we're all adjusting our our roadmaps and our investments depending on what the market needs and and you know I think sometimes it just takes a, a few tweaks here and there to try to clarify things. I I agree. I I think I think there is more information now than ever on Power BI and it I think it, there's also more cohesive story. And mm-hmm. a year ago there was like there was every there was a new product being released every three months. Right. So there was so I think that that got uh, confusion as well. So. Um, are there any uh, plans to be to put some coursework on uh, the virtual Microsoft Virtual Academy or something? Do you know any of that? You know, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think I think now now that there's more functionality rolling out around PowerBI.com in general, and and we're kind of seeing how we can 
how we can produce more project online related collateral directly in Power BI. I think I think we'll probably expand on that and include some more um, some more information on on Virtual Academy. Our, our partners have done a, a great job actually uh, picking up both the Power BI investments and the Project Online investment. So if you look at any of the recent conferences we've had, whether it's Ignite or Project Conference or, or things in between, webcasts or whatnot, uh, our our partner um, our partners know that if they if they're gonna if they're going to be deep in Project Online, they also need to be deep in the BI space because they're so right. related. Yeah. My my only request to the project team is to provide look at BI from a project perspective also. I know there is a mm -hmm. lot of information on Power BI in general, uh, but uh, there's almost always, it's always at sales and marketing dashboards as examples and that kind right. of stuff. So, <laughs> so we need we really need some context for a project and it would be really helpful if um, uh, we had some kind of best practices kind of guide for projects. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of customers, I would assume, uh, who are just getting started with the BI space um, with this comprehensive capabilities. So it might be very useful for them to say what are the key metrics you might want to look on a project, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So so that's my request to your team to take to keep that in mind when you're developing any training material. Right, and sometimes it might, it might help to come at it from a different angle because ra rather than looking at the product and saying, oh, here's how you, you enter a task and build out your schedule, you, you know, I've, I've seen customers take the alternative approach and say, all right, well, here are the types of metrics that we want to report on with our project. So uh, what do we need to, like, what are the inputs to, to actually generate this type of status report? Right, and I think uh, to your point, actually, you have you have kind of already done it with your content packs, right? With the starter mm -hmm. packs that people are going to get, so you are already showing them what can be done and maybe some other things they should consider when getting started. Right, and actually, that's a good segue to some of the the roadmap. Should we talk about that? <laughs> sure, yeah. sure, definitely. That was going to be my next question. So, so where, where is Power BI going in terms of project and in general? Yeah, well, I think it was it was a pretty exciting summer for the Power BI team. They they understood that that customers do need more help getting started, so they actually built uh, the ability to create a content pack that could be deployed in an organization, and that content pack could include a connection to the data source already, along with reports or dashboards. Now, it's it's a pretty neat concept. If you have, I, I think you need the Power BI Pro license to actually create those content packs and, and consume them in your organization. But um, but but once you have that ability, you could actually create a content pack for anything your your company needs. Now, the the project team thought this was a great concept, so we actually worked with the Power BI team, and and of course did a bunch of research and we actually spent quite a bit of time visiting customers just in the past couple of quarters and <laughs> we we created a project online content pack that, that we'll be releasing here shortly. The the content pack will be available in the Power BI content pack library. So when a user installs or, or actually sorry, when a user subscribes to projects online, they'll actually have um, a connection from their getting started experience directly to that content pack. When they when they install that content pack, they'll have a set of 
of connections to their project online tenant, and then they'll have a set of reports and dashboards that we built for them right out of the box. So we're, we're pretty excited to give that to users. It's a, it's a step beyond the Excel workbooks that we ship today that get dropped into the, the document library. I mean, like I said earlier, those do have connections to the data source, and those are great, but it's, it's really nice to be able to provide a content pack right there in Power BI for our project online customers. I, I would agree for for a lot of customers, uh, and this is a common problem. Whenever I go for an implementation, uh, mm -hmm. they, especially reporting. I I know everybody wants some kind of reporting, but they really don't know what it is. So right. it, it takes months and months of churning to really get to what they really want. Mm -hmm. um, so, but if they had a demo version or if they had something to look at and say, okay, this works, that doesn't work, then it's mm -hmm. much easier to make progress. Yeah. I I personally think it's a great idea. So to, just to um, add uh, to what you said, I'm looking at PowerBI.com and their pricing. Power mm -hmm. BI basic license is free. Um, I want to highlight free, 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 free. <laughs> <laughs> right. We uh, always love free stuff. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and Power BI Pro is 9.99 per use per user per month. So, um, uh, which I, and they have listed out the exact capabilities, e what each license subscription gets them. So, uh, for people interested, they can go check it out. And uh, and I think it's worth it. I've seen the dashboards that are built over Power BI. There are other MVPs who are building really good content on that. So it's worth it. So, uh, uh, anything, any concluding thoughts, Mike, as to uh, what we can leave our listeners with? You know, I guess the last thing I, I would say is that I'm just really excited with the direction that Project and Project Online is going, uh, along with the with the Power BI teams. You know, I think it's it's great being able to work so so closely with those teams here at Microsoft because as they as they innovate, we're able to to innovate right alongside them. Uh, so we can we can kind of pop over and and see what they have in their roadmap, and they can work with us. So it's it's great to be able to to release new functionality in, in conjunction with the with the Power BI team. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to to more features uh, coming from the Power BI team and looking at how we can we can take advantage of those and expand on those and project project online so I would say yeah if you haven't so far uh, sign up for project online check out the new content pack that will be available and then and definitely let us know your feedback awesome thank you Mike uh, for your time today thanks for taking the time to talk to us great thanks so much for having me appreciate it